Hello, my friends. This is Syrup from Waffles Maple Syrup, the GM of this lovely new show of ours, Outcast and Outclassed. I can't wait to have you join us on this crazy little adventure of ours. I'm so excited for you to meet the cast and all this good stuff. I wanted to give you a quick overview ahead of time. Um, this is a show that we live stream on Twitch. So if you ever want to join us live, we do stream bi-weekly on Thursdays. And if you're not sure when that's going to be, you can definitely check out our socials. So that's at Waffles Maple on Twitter to come uh, see when we're going live. And maybe you can join us if you're caught up. We also put the VOD on YouTube. Um, you can find that at uh, youtube.com slash C slash Waffles Maple Syrup. So if you want to see our beautiful faces and the cool overlays and things like that, you can you can jump in on YouTube as well. We very conveniently mark when the session is for episode one of the podcast, episode two of the podcast, it's going to be real easy for you to switch between the two for whatever you need, because Waffles is amazing like that. <laughs> but without further ado, I will present to you, Outcast and Outclassed. Enjoy! Welcome. All right. Let us begin. Old Mage Jatembe was the most powerful man in the world. Wherever he went, he spread hope and light to the people around him. All of the good things in the world were awed by Jatembe and came to give him secrets. All of the foul creatures declared war on him, but Jatembe stole their magic and banished them. In this way, Jatembe turned a world of ash into the beautiful land we have today. Filled with fish and animals, grains and palm trees, sweet yams and red soil, the foul beasts wailed at their realms of ash and terror being transformed into rich and wonderful lands, but they all feared Jatembe. One day, a creeping bad luck spirit inched forth from the grass. It was too young and foolish to know its limits and thought, I will take vengeance on Jatembe and laugh at his misery. The spirit crawled into the nearby village and asked where Jatembe was, but no one could answer. It asked them where the riches of Jatembe were, but people said they knew of none. It asked where the spouses of Jatembe were, but the people could not name anyone he had married. It asked where the weapons of Jatembe were, but the old mage's greatest weapon had always been the knowledge he kept in his head. Frustrated, the little spirit demanded, what manner of great man can this Jatembe be if he has no riches, no wives, no husbands, no weapons, nor any children? Yet Jatembe had many children. The people answered as they showed the spirit the great city of Natambu, where thousands and thousands of students learned, worked, and helped each other by Jatembe's words. The little spirit decided that if it couldn't have vengeance on Jatembe, it would do so upon his children. The spirit listened until it found a voice that told it how to get inside. Following the voice, it crept into the city through the tiny cracks in the building's walls, so small that even an ant would have to squeeze. But Jatembe's students caught the spirit and tossed it out like a harmless grass snake. The spirit became terribly angry at its treatment, but could do nothing on its own. And so it sought out others like itself to creep back inside and strike, using the distractions of a celebration. Welcome, my friends, to book one of Strength of Thousands, Woo! Kindled Magic. Uh, 
So excited. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. All right. Let me know if you hear music. I it's do, and I'm perfect. so happy. <laughs> <laughs> We're not excited for this at all. No, not at all. <laughs> really de really depressed, episode. actually. <laughs> Uh, I have to stop <laughs> bouncing because I'm. That's not my I character. Can't. I have to get in my character, you know. But I know it's like <laughs> it's like stop smiling, yeah. stop bouncing. God, I've already have hero points, and I don't know if I missed any. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, far in the northeast of Natanbu, we come to a stretch of desert. Through this desert, we fly until we find ourselves coming to rest at the entrance of a cave. As we enter the cave, we see a figure. As the light adjusts, we see it's a dark-skinned woman with a dirty face lit by a dim neon blue light. We watch her work for a moment, brushing back sweaty dark brown hair with blue streaks from her forehead. Finally, she gives a grunt of approval and we hear the sound of metal closing on itself. As she steps back, we get a better view of what she was working on. It's a humanoid figure sitting in a chair. Waffles, do you want to describe what your character looks like? Yeah. So you guys see Arc 2, a male-looking humanoid figure, uh, has spiky blue hair, much like myself, uh, much like the character Arc you see, that made by the amazing Nox. Uh, he's about average height, five foot nine. Uh, and he has a he has light brown skin and then these neon blue like almost circuitry slash what you could say like magical liquid going through them and he has these bright shining blue eyes and um, anytime anyone sees him including now like even when part of his neck popped off you see almost no emotion on his face Alright, Tark 2. She says, you should uh, be prepared for the school now, after all this work. I cannot do poorly. Don't be cocky. You have a lot to learn. I uploaded some additional languages on the off chance it's relevant. I don't know what they'll teach you there, but I, have, I'll, I will have you prepared. I do appreciate everything that you do for me, Iska. I will assure you they will not go to waste. Go, gather your things. She motions for you to gather them. Uh, the rather cave that you're in seems to be spaced out into two sections. One half of it is a workshop. Tools and tables just everywhere lining the walls. And then the other, you know well, is a simple bed, bookshelf, and desk. Living quarters. You see him beginning to gather his things right when he's told, basically. She turns and kind of just like walks out towards the entrance of the cave. And she's looking out. She's like, if you don't leave now, you'll make poor time. And she sounds impartial. Um, but as you're grabbing your stuff, you can kind of see her watching you out of the corner of your eye. You have the letter of sponsorship, the map I made you. Yes, I would not forget something like that. Okay, um, and as she, as you kind of start walking out, you, she's looking out at the sky and watching the clouds 
as you pass by her um, at the cave entrance. And there's this moment where you're like, not sure if you should say goodbye or just kind of like walk out. Um, and before you can do anything, you just see this flash of movement. Boom, you're flat on the ground. And Iska is standing above you with a pole arm you didn't even see her have pointed at your throat. And she just gives you this disapproving look. I cannot do poorly, she mocks what you were talking about earlier. You mean your ref reflexes will do poorly? You're better than that, Arctu. <sighs> and she just kind of stands up and she walks back into the cave, leaving you to dust yourself off and begin your trek through the desert with those last words. You are better than that, Arc 2, ringing in your ears. He says nothing in return, gets up, dusts himself off, and heads out. The camera pans out, and we fly even further north, crossing the inner sea until we reach a small village. There is newer construction here, being built up from a foundation of older, well-worn houses. This would seem to any outsider visiting that it's a prosperous village. But as we slow and walk through the packed dirt, we stop in front of a home. A torn black fabric has been pinned to the threshold as we enter the dimly lit interior. On a table in the middle of the room is a body wrapped in its burial shroud. By it, a teary-eyed woman finishing placing incense around the departed. Star, what does your character look like? Uh, Arafe is a very pale, very muted colored uh, female fetchling. Uh, her white hair is pulled back into dual braids in the back of her head, uh, which break, go down into an, a reverse ombre into a, into a dark black at the bottom. Um, she's very thinly built, tall at 5'9", um, and the thing that kind of stands out the most is she does have a birthmark on her chest that is the symbol of her asthma. The one I see right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so as you're, as you're there finishing up with the incense, an elderly man comes into the room um, behind you and places a hand on your shoulder, looking over the death altar before you. Now, now, you did your best, Arafe. I couldn't save her. She was so sick. There are some illnesses that will take us all, Arafe. Infar replies to you kindly. I could have fixed that once, couldn't I? Yes. He smiles. And we continue to hope that you will be able to again. It's, it's been six months. I hoped something, or all of it at least, would return by now. These things take time. It will return to you. But if you wish, we can try a different tactic. And Infar pulls out a letter from his pocket that carries the insignia of the Magambia and hands it over to you. The village has come together to sponsor your education, child. I am sure this will help you regrow your talent. And in turn, you can return to us stronger than ever. He gestures, he gestures to the door away from the dead that lays behind you to the light spilling into the room from the open doorway. 
People will come far and wide for your talents, my dear. And you can hear the smile and pride in his voice as you glance back at the body, a little bit worried. Maybe the school will hold the answers that you're seeking. Away from this small village, we fly back southwest, closer again to our dear magic school. Here we find, here we wind down through the trees until we find a wide dirt road. We follow it a ways, winding, traveling, until we come across a caravan parked alongside the road. There are all sorts of people busying about, setting out their last preparations for the day. We pass a tall elf deftly ducking underneath a long pole being carried by two hobgoblins. A small leshy happily feeding leftover breakfast scraps to some hyenas. We continue up the chain of wagons to one with brightly painted letters across the side. The sojourning song, traveling circus of wonder and merriment. The tarp gives way as we enter to catfolk who seems to be almost done packing. Maria, what does your character look like? Uh, so Tal is uh, an anthropomorphic cat person. Um, at their highest, they're about five and a half feet tall, although they typically have a tendency to slouch just a little bit. Um, they have a light creamy tan fur, uh, rather large, toughy, tough, fluffy ears. Um, they have some, some darker stripes that kind of accent around their eyes and, and on their limbs. Uh, the most distinctive feature they have besides their, uh, rather colorful, dress and accessories uh, are their eyes, which are two different colors. Well, each of them are two different colors split down the middle. So each half is a different color. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they have all sorts of, of baubles and feathers and trinkets attached to them, their clothing, everything. <laughs> Any, way possible. <laughs> Any way possible, it's affixed to their person. <laughs> Um, and as you, as you finish packing, um, you remember that your grandmother asked you to, to see her. Um, and so as you, as you step out of this wagon, um, you hear your parents chatting away with your brother, um, just kind of like over there. Um, and he, he spots you as you pass and he's giving you like a, a smile and an encouraging wink, um, before turning back to his conversation. You continue on to your grandmother's wagon. As you approach though, um, you hear a quiet conversation. And you pause as to not interrupt. Unfortunately, you can't help but recognize your uncle's voice as its heated tones carry through loud and clear. Really? You don't think it's weird that one night she just comes out of the woods and presto, her talents have grown? You actually going to send her off and encourage this? Calm now, Tirujan. Comes your grandmother's firm voice. And you know this tone. It encourages no debate. She has always had talent. You know this. And more than anything, I will be trusted to see to the safety of my family and my troop. A formal education will do wonders for her, you'll see. 
there's like a pause and you're not quite sure if like what's going on before a frustrated Turgeon strides out of the wagon and almost directly into you. Um, he narrows his eyes at you and you know he's about to say something, but he just huffs and walks back down the line of wagons. Come on in, Tell. Your grandmother's voice calls out. Simply knowing you're there, as she always did. And as you enter, you see the comforting face of an old catfolk, Olu of the Sojourning Song. Your grandmother and matriarch of the Sojourning Song, sir. All packed, dear? I, I suppose so. And Tal will put the, the rather large bag down by the, the, the entryway of the, the wagon. Uh, I'm... Is everything okay? I, uh... Yes, dear. Good. Everything is wonderful. And, and I'm so glad. Uh, anyways, today's the day. Now, now, before I forget, here, take this letter of introduction. And I, I already sent word ahead and made sure they'll be ready for Okay. Um, I, it's just that, um, I couldn't help overhearing what you were saying. And I, are you sure this is a good idea? Her face turns a little bit more serious, and she kind of leans back, takes a deep breath. Yes, sweetheart, although it was a long time ago, I went to school once. It was the start of a nice, formal education. I learned a lot of what I know there. And she trails off, and it's plain, it's a, it's a bittersweet memory. But, uh, I, I don't, um, I don't, you said, I didn't think that you went to, when did you go to school? It, she waves a paw in dismissal. <laughs> really unimportant, dear. What is important is you. So listen to me carefully. And she leans forward and locks her eyes with you. That day in the woods, learn what you can about them, my dear. Perhaps, perhaps you can succeed where I have failed. And there's a moment where the gravity of her words just weighs on you. But before the flood of questions can pass your lips, she leans back and just cracks another smile. But also, don't forget to have fun! I bet you'll be full of ideas to add to the big tent. Now I won't keep you any longer. Off you pop. And so abruptly shoot off, you turn to face a new, unfamiliar path ahead of you. Finally, the camera sails to the east. Here we enter a forest and find ourselves amongst a bustling treetop village full of brightly dressed kitsune. Some are hard at work gardening, weaving, woodworking. Others are gathered in groups of deep discussion, chatting, debating. However, as evening falls, we find ourselves in front of a distinguished building, larger than those around it, built into the, into the treetop. As a final group of elderly kitsune leave a study, Sliding the door shut behind them, their eyes flicker to the young kitsune waiting nervously in the next room over. Duval, what does your character look like? So Hideaki is a, a hair above six feet tall, um, covered in uh, long orange and black fur, the orange kind of surrounding the outsides, uh, black around the middle of his face, uh, almost like a, a mask. Um, and he's got these, uh, azure blue eyes, but what's different is somewhere near in the, the pupil, there's this glow of, of golden coming from him. Um, and it's seemingly like, almost like it's, uh, flashing like a, a, an ember, 
um, kind of up and down. Um, he's also wearing an outer robe of red, yellow, and green, which matches the primary uh, colors of his village, uh, with a matching uh, quarter staff um, of red, yellow, and green um, on the bottom. And uh, he's also underneath has this uh, sort of a uh, brownish gray um, kind of what looks to be, at least from the outside, a turtleneck uh, with a, a silvery blue sort of smock kind of uh, coming out from um, from his mid uh, his middle. So as, the, as these kind of elderly Kitsune leave leave that study, they whisper quietly to themselves as they as they make their exit. The chief's son. Poor man doesn't deserve a break, doesn't he? I wonder what it means for the village. You know what they're referring to. The choosing ceremony was all of two weeks ago, and it's not like you asked for this to happen. Calm. An odd double voice says. Confident, soothing. It sounds both in your head and to your right, and you still haven't quite gotten used to that. You turn to see a medium-sized copper dragon curled on the floor next to you, lifting his head to look at you. Their idle gossip does not concern us. Come now, it is time. Are, are, are we... <laughs> are we are we sure? I, like there's there's no going back after this. Once once I mean this is it, right? Are we are we sure this is the right the right call to make? We have made our decision. And the calm double voice of your Eidolon over Noza reminds you. Look within yourself. You know what paths lay branching forward. You are strong, or I would not have chosen you. Do you have the courage to pursue our future? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, that's... Okay, yeah. We got this. Uh, let's, let's go. Standing a little straighter, looking towards your father's study, you approach. And you pull out the letter that your mother had given you the day prior. With a knock, your father's voice rings out. Enter! And when you enter, you see your father's eyes flicker to the dragon beside you. And his brow furrows as he rubs the side of his muzzle. What do you want now, Hideaki? Uh, well, it's it's um. Hey, hey, father, it's it's time. Um, I'm I'm headed out in the morning. Your what? Yeah. Your yeah. father's eyes glance between you and the dragon, like incredulous. You you think you can just take him and leave? You you have a responsibility, Hideaki. You must take this seriously, not run away. From your problems, we are not running away. The firm voice of the dragon enters only your head. We will go stronger for this. He's right. We're right. And besides, you, 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 you don't want to teach me anything. I've, I've learned everything I can here. Um, and if anything, now I'm no longer a problem for you. And you see him kind of like take a second to process like we're we're right because he didn't hear anything from the dragon and he's just kind of at a loss for words slowly he sits back down behind his desk and looks over his papers and he's not looking at you and he's just like you're doing this on purpose aren't you just need to cause more trouble like this wasn't enough he gestures to the dragon Fine, go. 
Let the school deal with your unending questions for once. And with the bitter words being about as much approval as you can hope for, you head out of the study. You have as I, to do. I do. And as I open the door, um, I'll spin around and just say, love you too, and slam the door. And there are our four adventurers, at the very least, where they were. Now, each of these heroes has a journey in front of them. But where we meet them and where they cross paths for the first time is within the city of Natanbu. Let's take us back to this other city, because I liked it. <laughs> yes, excellent. Alright. It is through the winding streets of Natambu that you each make your way up and into the Magambia. The Magambia has a beautiful campus with massive mosaics of Jatembe's ten magic warriors overlooking the school's terraced gardens and the surrounding city of Natambu. It is a beautiful view, only slightly spoiled at the moment by a powerful rainstorm. For those of you that have been in the city, there it is. For those of you that have been in the city a little bit longer, you know that it is the rainy season here. And this is about what you're going to be expecting for a while now. All right, you have each arrived. You have each secured your sponsorship into the academy through various means. And know that today is your first day of your perquisite. Um, that's a period of public service that usually lasts a year um, that entitles the new initiates to the Begambia to attend class, review school housing, sorry, receive school housing and stipends. Like, this is your first year and to go to the school, you have to give back as well. That's how the Begambia works. You each duck out of the rain under an archway, like entrance to one, one of the many entrances into the Gambia, just to get out of the rain. And you see a handful of unfamiliar faces gathered there as well. You're all there. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll start off. Uh, Arc 2 is likely kind of off with themselves just has the introduction letter out reading it over and over and over and just kind of like tucked back in whatever corner that is at least six to ten feet away from everybody Tal is standing in the center of some space looking up mouth agape, eyes wide, kind of slowly spinning in a circle like those stereotypical tourist shots in New York City. Uh, and it just has a huge grin on their face. Huge grin. They also have a small furry companion that's kind of crawled up their back and is sitting on their shoulder now. It's a little, a little white ferret um, that has like completely black eyes, except for like this speckle of kind of sparkly white, kind of dispersed throughout, kind of like a star field, 
little tufts of blue on the ears and the, the feet and the three tails that it has. Oh. Uh, and, and I think they, Tal looks up and just says, Mim, I've never seen anything like it. And just kind of is lost, <laughs> oblivious to anyone else around. <laughs> Uh, Hideaki's kind of seemingly murmuring um, to himself. Uh, should should we go talk to, to people? Should we should we just read? Should we? I mean, there's thought that we've never never been here before. And then, kind of realizing by accident that their volume just went up from a murmur. Ah, oh, shit. Um, yes, yeah, it's your it's your your uh, kind of uh, uh, looking over to to Tal. Uh, Oh, it's your, it's your first time, too? Hmm? Oh, yes, I've never been here before. Um, hello. And uh, she'll walk forward and kind of, like, very quickly, like, kind of bow slightly and then hold out a, a paw. Um, I'm Taliyatia. You can call me Tal, though. Oh, Tal. Uh, I'm Hideaki. Nice, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, this, uh, this is Nim. Point to the, the ferret. Oh, cool. Uh, I, I think I can, I have something to show you, um, but I don't know if it's going to scare everybody. Are you ready? I, uh, yes. And, uh, and so I'm going to manifest my Eidolon. Absolutely. And just, Arafe, are you, are you there yet? Or are you coming in a little later? Uh, I imagine... Arafe is one of those that's taking a little extra time in walking in the rain, um, especially just like trying to help a little child like get out of the rain as well. Like you're gonna get sick. You just you, you stand in here for a little while, dry off a little, and then run home really fast. Okay? Okay. Oh, oh okay. And like he's looking at you a little strangely because this is normal for him. This is his day to day. It's always raining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. And I would say that you kind of probably are walking through the rain. Um, you see the archway. You're not there yet. It's like just a little bit away when uh, Hideaki, you manifest your Eidolon. And when you're, when it's not manifested, what color are your eyes? So when it's not manifested, um, I, they're the, just the, the standard um, azure blue. Um, okay. and then, uh, it, and as the, there's a, like a small, like almost like rusty copper looking, like kind of, uh, shockwave and almost like out from his chest, uh, appears, uh, over Noza, just kind of spins around his form and has, and uh, appears, indeed. <laughs> um, and there... And then Ark, uh, you rereading, 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 but this movement and this light definitely uh, catches your attention as there amongst the three of you and soon to be four, there is a medium, like kind of like your size copper dragon. For sure. Uh, yeah, Ark, you see them kind of almost jump to their feet for a second as if like, a monster had been summoned in the middle of a crowd or something, and then they gauge the reactions to everyone, probably three to four seconds slower than most people would gauge reactions. 
and then they just pull up a pull out a book from like uh, from like their little uh, their hip pouch and begin writing something down. Tal has the their uh, wide eyes have gotten even wider, and the smile has gotten bigger, and didn't flinch at all watching all of this happen. Uh, but they'll like clap, and then and then like kind of stoop down a little bit to just look at like face to face with this dragon. <laughs> oh, don't worry, he won't, he won't eat anyone. Uh, he won't eat anyone. It's fine. Um, Arafa, you you coming in at that point? Yeah. So I run in, and it's like, oh, so is that a dragon? He's beautiful, isn't he? He is very pretty. Indeed. Indeed he is. Uh, the voice comes from a human man coming from the other side of where you just came from, Arafe. Um The human man with colorful clothing, warm eyes, meets you under this little archway out of the rain. It's clear that this guy's a teacher. And he speaks with a gentle, soothing timber, which I don't have. <laughs> so that's, you know, use your imagination. A- ASMR us. No imagination in my tabletop RPGs. No, thank you. Only no, no, no. Waffles is right. I'm going to ASMR this shit. All right. There you go. Yes. Welcome and a kind hello. <gasps> no, I can't keep that up. Right. Welcome and a, and a kind hello, new students. It is my pleasure to instruct you. And he does not bat an eye at this uh, Eidolon of yours. You may call me Teacher Ott. You are embarking now on a life, study, and servant. We see within you intellect. He glances at each of you. Passion and judgment. In short, the virtues to build upon the strengths of the thousands who have come before you. We follow the footsteps of old mage Jatembe, who showed us that the price of magic is the responsibility to better the world. And like, you can tell that he, that is his spiel. (laughs) That to the newcomers always. and he just kind of he comes and smiles at you, and he's just no. I hope you all are arrived safely. Um, I'm sure you're excited to start your day, but it is customary to go through our orientation. Does anybody need anything before we begin? He does not look like he's planning to move. Like this is where he's going to have it. <laughs> yeah. He uh, raises his hand. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, is is your particular orientation um, on a scale of one to ten? Um, boring being one, super exciting being ten. Where would you where would you find it at? The orientation you are about to go through. Yep. Just so I can set um, uh, my expectations. Yes, of course. Um, I believe it is going to be what you make of it, but I always like a little excitement of a non-answer, but I appreciate it anyway. You'll find a lot of that here. 
You can make your own answers. Why don't, at the end, you tell me how you would rate it? And I will know for future orientations. Right. I think they, I, I read that in a book called somewhere. It's called Feedback. Yes, indeed. Um, come, come. Let's let us all first uh, introduce ourselves. As I mentioned, I am a teacher, um, and as you have uh, already made yourself known with your with your eidolon, I believe. Why don't you introduce yourself? Oh, um, yeah. Um, my uh, my name is Hideaki, uh, and uh, this is uh, Overnoza. And uh, really excited to, to to learn and uh, and. Maybe teach a little, too. Maybe. I don't know. Goals. All in good time. Absolutely. Tal definitely waves at your dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes uh, his first name being, if I ever reference it and don't know, is uh, Takulu. So Takulu looks at you, Tal. Oh, um, hello. Uh, my name is Taliatia. Um, but you can call me Tal, if you want. Uh, I, uh, this is very exciting. <laughs> uh, um, what, what, what do, what do we do during orientation, though? Oh, yes, I, I, I promised to get to that, but I just wanted to, to, you know, have everybody's name and introduce ourselves first. I promise all your answers will be, all your questions will be answered. All your answers will be questions. <laughs> Don't you <What>? know? Ah! <laughs> that, sounds like, that sounds like school. Yeah, so, yeah basically. <laughs> Is this Jeopardy or something? <laughs> yeah, I, I need all your answers in the form of questions, please. <laughs> what is the puck? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, and, and he looks over at you, uh, I am Erafrae Troka. Uh, I am just very excited that you allowed me to come to this school to, to learn. So that I can be of more service. <laughs> Technical secrets, we're good. Um, my dear, it is us that are honored to have you, uh, your talents, and I am sure what you will grow here will be a contribution. As you know, we both learn and contribute at the Begambia. And just looking by those around me, I think there's quite a lot to learn from them as well. Absolutely. That is a wonderful answer. Uh, and, and you? And he kind of looked, are you, did you ever step forward? Or are you kind of just still back there? Uh, Ark is probably moseyed up to about four feet away from everyone now, but still kind of hanging back. So he has everybody in his field of vision. And you? And me what? Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. I am Ark. Ark 2. Ah, yes. Hello. Hello. Greetings. He, like, nods to each of you. Like, takes the time to literally turn both of his shoulders to each of you and does, like, a mini little <laughs> nod bow. I'm working with limited space here. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Got a big microphone. Uh, here. Yeah. Like, like, I'm like 
my hands are hey. either behind or something. It's like any good school teacher. You just got to take the time, flip the page. It's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turn to page 221, class. 394. <laughs> so we have asked our first question. Welcome. We have our started our orientation. Now, with the introduction of your names, I would like to ask one further question. Who are you? Like, like, like there's a very visceral physical reaction <laughs> by Idiaki. Is, is he repulsed? Is he confused? <laughs> uh, he, he was not, like, it was like, this was step one, and then step five, <laughs> we, sk- we, 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 we skipped a few levels. <laughs> yeah, 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 we went right into we went it. right into it. I think, uh, um, I think, the qu- sorry, I think the question going completely over Ark's head, uh, he'll take another step forward, about three feet within everyone, and he goes... I believe we already answered that question. I am Ark. That is one answer to a question like that. Can you perhaps think of another answer? I will attempt to. You see him just begin, like, pondering the question. um, Like, do the lights start kind of, like, moving a little (laughs) bit intense? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. CPU processing? Nope. And he's not—he's not calling anybody out. Anybody can kind of answer as as they are willing. Yeah, uh, Hideaki kind of like takes like a, a a pause to like look over at Overnosa for a second, and then uh, uh, just says, uh, "Um, well, I'm I'm a uh, representation of of my village. Um, I've been uh, chosen, uh, which is why uh, Overnosa is here, and um, I'm in the pursuit of greater uh, knowledge." and know-how, and because um, I've read all the books at my village, and I ran out. You are a representation of your village? And are you your search for knowledge? I think that's um, an aspect of it. That is very valid. It's complex. He pops. Arafay looks are... very, like, is very confused by this question. <laughs> <laughs> and he sees this, and he kind of raises a hand. That is all right. I may have asked a lot in that first one. You do not need to answer. You may ponder it. That is all right. Perhaps we'll move on to something a little bit more real, tangible. Art will uh, kind of interrupt at this point, if that's okay and yeah. uh, just kind of missing the whole tone of the situation and say, I believe I can answer much like Hideaki and their companion did. I was built to come here, and now I am here. Is that all that you believe you are? Yes. He takes that answer with a, with a smile and a nod. All right, now, as I see this question was a little much to ask of you first, I do want to encourage you that there are no wrong answers. And I am here to see 
how you process, how you consider and approach the challenges that I am going to bring to you. Now, he procures a candle. Can you light this candle without flint or matches? Everybody uh, pulls up their spells. <laughs> <laughs> what Arafay. did I prepare today? <laughs> Arafay actually steps forward and goes, one does not need a candle. And she'll just put her hands out and four globes will appear around her. And then she herself will start to glow slightly. Oh. Go, one does not need candles. Now, that is a suitable alternative. However, this candle remains unlit. Does anyone have any other possibilities? And ask questions too, like out of character, like if you want to look around you, uh, what you can find, things like that. Is there any fire nearby? Fire? Like torches, no. like in sconces or anything like that? Right, no, they because of the because it is daytime, um, mm -hmm. but it's just raining everywhere, and you're not mm -hmm. kind of near any inside buildings right now, so you're mm -hmm. kind of like in the immediate vicinity where you think you can like run and come back. You don't spot any any fire. Okay. I am looking stuff up. Arafay is going to lean over oh. to Hideaki. Does your dragon breathe fire? Yeah, I was having to think about that for a second. Um, I've actually never tried it out um, yet, uh, but uh, yeah, actually. But uh, uh, how many people inside of us, aside, um, aside from us, are around us at this point? Um, Within, you, well, say, you 30 feet. <laughs> um, <laughs> while, so you've been here for Other long enough exactly. to like, <laughs> on the occasion, like there's like a because you're you're in one of the archways, which is the entrance to the Megambia campus. And actually, um, on roll twenty, if you guys take a look, um, you're kind of you have like an overhead view of these sort of like like circular terraced um, view of where the Megambia is. Um, so like you're kind of like on one of those paths, and occasionally someone has been walking by, and from further away, you do see kind of like students running to and from, ducking from the rain. In the immediate thirty foot radius, there is. Currently around. Okay. So. <laughs> though, though, teacher Ott is holding the candle. <laughs> that is a very good point. So, um, I'll, so I'll, 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 I'll kind of look at Obernosa for about two or three seconds. Um, so yes, but I need you to be away from the candle. Certainly. Would you like okay. it? And we'll hand it to you. Um. Yeah. Sure. And then I'll put it down <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> and uh This is gonna be good. <laughs> yeah. And I kinda like I'll kinda wait like kinda like put my hands out kinda like kinda like so. Alright, Overnosa. Let's show them what we're about. And I'll have Overnosa uh, breath weapon. Ooh, alright. Um and can he do that unlimited times a day? Oh, well, let's see. Because I don't know the answer to that. It won't be a um, candle after this. Right. Hey. <laughs> Something will be on fire, okay? I can, yes, I can, uh, I can do it once per hour. Oh, sweet. Okay. 
over Noza, who had been kind of just like settled down, like just like like a lazy cat, honestly. Right. <laughs> he kind of like certainly, and he says it out loud. All of you here say this, and he stands up and gives you this look and goes, "It's a little overkill." And then he just turns in breath weapons. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah. So um, how much how much damage does the breath weapon do? <laughs> uh, well, that's a, that's appropriate. It's a D six of fire damage, and I rolled a one. Yes. <laughs> okay. So over is feeling. A, he knows. Yeah, he's feeling a little show offy actually right now. You know. I got this, and he like purses his lips and just lets out like a jet. <laughs> Now, the the top half of the candle is definitely, like, gone, but yes. there is a little bit of melty wax candle left with a lit flame. I, I Takalu, kind of, who had stepped back into the rain, <laughs> comes back in and is just, like, excellently done. Exactly. Well. He's, like, right behind Obernoza, <laughs> just, like, like, hand, like, like, uh, just, like, beaming. Absolutely beaming. Tal really is good. clapping. Really applauding. Uh, I didn't roll a reflex save for the candle, but <laughs> shame. Fair shame, Fair shame, really. Uh... Really, we would have tied the, the room together. Hey! <laughs> Ark's not clapping, but Waffles is 100% happy with that. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll take it. I am both in character and out of character. Excellent, excellent. Um, I'm very, very glad to see. You gain in that confidence. I think that was very well done. Uh, perhaps I can ask another question, a little less um, grand. What What do you seek at the Magambia? I believe, Hiriaki, you've, you've touched on it. I do believe I understood. It's kind of nuts. Um, uh, sorry, well, go ahead. It, my, my grandmother really wanted me to come um, to learn more about, uh, well, magic and things of that nature. We didn't have a lot of chances to learn more on the road. He smiles kindly at you and nods. I do hope you find that here. We have knowledge aplenty. He looks a little curiously at you, Ark. Ark, uh, the eyes finally landing upon them, says, Should I answer the previous question first? I never had a chance. By all means. You see, uh, without a smile, much like I have on my face, <laughs> Art, <laughs> like, points at the candle, and the candle becomes under the effect of the light spell, and it just shines light. And he goes, the candle is lit. Puss, that is an interpretation, much like Arafes. And what do I seek? Yes. Here at the Magambia. I seek whatever the school has to offer. 
and the future after that. That is admirable in its own right. Arafay, are you comfortable answering? I've lost quite a bit. They, they tell me that I once was a great healer. I can no longer do it as efficiently, and I'm just hoping to regain that so I can be more of a benefit to my village again. And that is admirable as well, and I do hope that we can help you with that. I have no doubt. All right, on to another fun activity. And he kind of turns around um, and he coos out out of the archway and he's like, and he coos forth a little blue quail, tame enough that it's kind of like willing to wander close, but not too close. Can you get a feather from this bird without plucking one? It's wandering about, like, the courtyard outside the archway. You see, uh, Art step up for a second, ponders, looks at the quail, and says, No, I cannot. That is a valid answer. Although, I do believe that you could try and find a way. Do you wish to try before you give that answer? No. My chances of failure are much higher than success. I will not. Very well. So did he bring this quail into existence or did it come from somewhere? No, it, it was it was like wandering around the courtyard and he and he could Okay. Um all right, this is Star being an idiot. Do quests fly? <laughs> I think you think like, I don't like a like a like a more like a like how chickens technically can fly. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, I think it's, it's on that level. It's a equivalent of a chicken in this world. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Have you ever seen? The cuckoos from Legend of Zelda. Those things. Yo, they crazy. Mess you <laughs> up. those motherfuckers. <laughs> don't get um. offended. <laughs> oh god! Don't, someone don't said that they. Someone said they pictured the quail coming out of his mouth. No. Headcanon is different. <laughs> um. Interpretations. So I guess right. <laughs> Arafay would like to look around to see if she can find like a nest that it may have come from. Yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead and make me a perception check. Okay, Is this the first roll? First roll. <gasps> first roll. All right, let's see what we get for a first roll. Don't. Nineteen total. Nice. All right. Hey. Excellent. Not, not like 19 total, not natural 19. 19 total. Um, so, yeah, so you look around and I'm going to try to map here that makes sense. Um, you are, there, mm, we'll kind of put you guys like 
pretend that it's somewhere here and that there's an archway somewhere there. Um, and Can I ask where it's here? Uh, yeah, I pinged it. I'm so sorry. It's kind of like top right. Uh, yeah, that. north. Northeast. North, northeast. Northeast. Um, so while you do have some buildings, you're kind of like along that campus um, area and there, there is a little outcropping of trees um, a bit away across this little little courtyard. Um, of all, like you don't see the nest from where you are, but like of all the areas that it would be, it would be there. Okay. Uh, I would head over to that tree then and actually look for that to see if there is a nest there that has a quail feather in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So as, as Arafe kind of like walks off across the courtyard, is anybody else doing anything here first? Uh, Tal is just gonna, like, slowly walk towards the quail. Yeah. Um, so... Hmm. Because the, the instructions were to get a, get a feather without... Plucking it. Without, right? without yeah. plucking one. Right. 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 So... As you try to get closer to it, it is kind of like, it'll let you get like only so close before it, mm -hmm. it ducks away, but it's not, it's not like super scared of you. Maybe mm -hmm. if you like, are yeah, you trying I want to get it yeah. even? No, I'm getting, I want to, I want to get to it as, as close to it as, uh, as I can. So I like, towel like, uh, like squat down with like their hands on their knees and, you know, do yeah. the thing where you're trying to call for like a cat and like. Hold, hold a hand out, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think at the same time, Nim the the uh, ferret is looking curiously and will like kind of skitter down and like if my hand is out, Nim is like down here like sniffing. <laughs> okay, um, make hmm. I will let you choose. Do you want to make like a a nature check or a diplomacy check to kind of like attitude versus like hand nature like animal handling? Um, I would like to do a diplomacy check, please. Um, my intention, by the way, and I will, uh, I will communicate this to my familiar via our mental link, is I mm -hmm. want my familiar to go and pluck a feather from pluck this it. quail. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. Um, are you actually holding anything out, like, like food or anything, or is it like a pretending that there's something here? Um, no. You know what? I probably would have some, like, a little pouch of like trail mix equivalency of yeah. like little little meats and berries I try to keep like dried meats and berries and nuts and stuff in there for my familiar because they they love that stuff so I probably Perfect. would have some of that and pull it out yeah um so go ahead and make me a diplomacy check and then Arafay meanwhile as you are um approaching that area can you make me a survival check to kind of look through the the tree area tree okay. tree that's a word that's a dirty 20 for me. I got a 17. Golden All snitch. right. <laughs> um, so you are, Arafe, looking for the nest, yeah. but you don't even have to because before you find the nest, you can tell that the bird does wander around here, typically also getting away from the rain. And so like kind of like in underbrush, like by a little, little bush, there's like a feather that was caught on the... Uh, the bush, and so you you can totally find it. And then you said a seventeen toe. Mm -hmm. 
All right, yeah. I mean, it's curious what what you got in your palm there. Just gonna come a little closer, just a little closer, and it starts like pecking at what you have in your hand. Cool. It and once it, yeah, once it's like engrossed in what I'm doing, I'm going to 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 uh, Nim uh, say <laughs> say. Oh, I'll pay, uh, essentially, go pluck one of the feathers. <laughs> Do it. We're now. Do it. Okay. Um, can... Well, I'm going to make it a flat dex. Let's let's have some fun. What's up? How dare we have fun? I was going to offer that there was thievery, which is usually like a hand dexterity. Like sleight of handy. Yeah, yeah. Can can they make a sleight of hand check for me? Uh, Thievery. (laughs) As I call it, the opposite of what Waffles (laughs) just said. You know what you said? Um, I'm gonna call it something different. This hey, you're the GM. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, I realize I d- familiars. Do they get like standard stats? Because it didn't. I don't. Yeah. So, so I okay. think the way it works is. Um, hold on. I know save modifiers and AC and such are the same. Yes. So the nice thing about, by the way, y'all, um, if anybody ever is trying their hands. Finder 2E, free online resource, Archives of Nethys. A super huge shout out to them. Um, they work with Paizo, and they every time like a new book uploads, uh, they like work to get it all on the internet for free for you. Um, it's super handy. So anyways, uh, look at Archives of Nethys. But that's where we're going to look. <laughs> um, I'm going to search from Familia, and I know witches are a little special, but they do go by um, basic familiar operation mm-hmm. saving throws train da 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 uh, nope it doesn't have or use its own ability modifiers it uses your own I guess yeah okay, if it attempts an attack save... roll yeah Good. if it attempts an attack roll or other skill check it uses your level as a modifier it doesn't have its own ability modifiers and can never benefit from item bonuses okay um, okay, yeah, so so there's a couple of things, right? Perception, acrobatics, and stealth mm-hmm. are equal to you. Yes. And it does have the modifier. Yes. But it doesn't have anything else. Okay, cool. So it would be, just go ahead and roll a flat uh, d20 and add your level, which is one. Which is one. Uh, Total of eight. <laughs> Um, okay, so it is kind of, like, drops from from you, the way it was kind of, like, draped on you, and it comes down your arm, circling around, um, and the bird is very hesitantly, like, okay, I'm eating, I'm chilling, it's good food, I don't really like these raisins, but okay, cool, good food, (laughs) (laughs) and, um, and then you get, he gets that, um, or they, what is actually, uh, uh, it's just, it's just, uh, it, it doesn't have a it, gender. Okay. There's no gender to it. So Nim like goes to lunge for it being like, now is my time to <laughs> shine. I'm gonna make my mom proud. <laughs> and it lunges, but the bird just freaks out. Um, and it, it just squawks, flaps its wings and, and runs away from you out into the courtyard again. Fortunately. Oh. However, 
And let interrupt if anybody else is doing anything at this time. I would say that Arafe is now proudly wielding, wielding, wielding Wheeling. a uh, feather as they return. Tal oh, looks very disappointed, by the way. <laughs> I right. think seeing that arc would head that direction. <laughs> oh, um, just one of you is would suffice, but if you wish oh, to him, do it yourself as well. Of course, of course. Well, are you going to look for your own feather? Yes. Go ahead and make a survival check. <laughs> Alright. My minus one here. Yes! <laughs> uh, 11 for a 10. Mm. Okay. Um, you're looking around. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> and, and this is hard for you. Um, because... You know that 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 one found one here. It has to be here somewhere. Looking um, now, she didn't verbalize what she was looking for. Like you're not necessarily looking for a nest, but you're like, okay, is there a feather here somewhere? And you're just looking on, and you don't see one. Okay. Yeah. He comes back. Uh, no emotion on his face. He looks at Arafe for a second, tilts his head very slightly, says, "Did you create that?" Or did you find it? Was it the last one? May have been the only one that didn't get washed away by the rain. You see him think for a second. He nods to you and goes to stand back in the position he's been in almost the whole time. Hideaki kind of raises a finger. You know, if we're patient enough, it's probably got to molt eventually. So we could just wait this out, but I don't know if teach if you have if you just you wanna you know I don't know what else no. you got any other appointments or well birds are while I appreciate the creativity and indeed perhaps you know we could uh, take our time I think we have uh, I have received a fan to this question let let us move on <laughs> also go ahead sorry. Um, sorry. Sorry. No, I was just laughing. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so as he, as he does, um, this out of character, me, the GM, I do, I just never want Ark to fail. That hurt my heart. (laughs) Yeah. Ark is going to fail a lot. So, uh, get ready. (laughs) (laughs) Process failure. This is not happening. I'm I'm here to. To be sad forever. Let's go. Our boy must succeed. If, if I could read the amount of negatives my character sheet has. Oh man. Good, good, great, good, good, good. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. Um. So uh, let's. I'm having too much fun. Um. How dare. Once. How dare you? I know. How dare you have fun as GM? This is our show. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll let our, our friend the quail here continue on its its uh, daily life, and he kind of like sh- <laughs> um, admirable attempt though. Uh, although your little one perhaps a little less deft. Yet he'll learn. They'll learn. Um, it'll learn. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't be alarmed. And he kind of uh, reaches in um, to his pocket and 
presents this very small, harmless, Garundi shovel, shovel snout snake. You know those little ones with really cute little nostril noses? They're squish face. <laughs> um, and it has this distinctive scale pattern to it. Can you get a secret from this snake? And he'll present it like if somebody wants to hold it or, or look at it there, what to. And you can tell he's like kind of smiling because he likes this. <laughs> because Syrup likes this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, Hideaki's just like staring at it, like studying <laughs> as if trying to like just just have it like like a download folder just give it to me <laughs> yeah do you want to like, oh, go ahead go ahead sorry oh Hideaki looking at it like like as intently as you are do you want to kind of like make a perception or nature check do you want to handle it looking it over he, he'll like hesitate and like slowly but surely like as it's assuming it's not like gonna like lash out at him he'll he'll eventually yeah. um just look it over and he'll firstly in um in common he'll say what is your greatest what is your greatest secret and then if there's not it's... a response he will I, I'll, I'll let you actually first sorry go ahead it lifts its snout as you... Are you taking it from, from Teacher Ott, or are you just kind of like... Yeah, okay. I'm like bringing it like in. Yeah, right here. Yeah, so it's, it's in your palm. It's, it's like yep. tiny. It's like real small um, okay. in your palm. Um, and it lifts its head. It sticks its little tongue out, tasting the air. Doesn't say anything. Okay. I also give a moment to tell. You said you were going to do something. Uh, I, I am, but I'll let, I'll let Hideaki. Because okay. I, would, I would want... Whenever you're done, Tal looks yeah. like... It's just kind of like bouncing slightly on her haunches, okay. just like waiting, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for, um, her, for, for her chance with the snake. <laughs> yeah. And cool. I'll, for the sake of brevity, I'm going to run through every language that I know and ask the okay. same question. Celestial, okay. Draconic, Shadow Tongue, <laughs> Undercommon. <laughs> just, oh my boom, goodness. Boom. When, you, when you speak in Shadow Tongue though, Tao's ears just like perk up. <laughs> I, I perk up when you're talking to him. It's like, ah. why do you all know this? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> We're students, baby. Listen, we read the books. You know Shadow Tongue. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Arc two. Arc two. Do you know Arc Shadow Tongue? No, I have like nine languages, but I don't know Shadow Tongue. Oh, oh my yeah. God, you're making I have like nine secret language. Not listen. Down. I have four extra languages. <laughs> I just happened to pick that one. <laughs> Arc two. Run home real quick and and download that. Yeah, as well. right, exactly, yeah, yeah. right. I mean, uh, we gotta me, go to the me, market. We gotta find the USB plug in. <laughs> <laughs> for now, we'll just tack up another failure for Arc two. Uh, <laughs> did you do that, Waffles? You hurting us? You just hurting us. <laughs> We all just take one point of psychic damage every time. Every time. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, by the way, Arafe, as you, as this, as the snake is kind of presented and it like changes hands and you kind of are looking at it, the wind is blow like like there's wind is blowing. It's probably the wind, but like you just hear the faintest like echo to yourself of interesting. That's it. Um, go ahead, Hideaki. Hmm. 
So, um, last thing, and then, <laughs> uh, okay, look, we don't have all day. You just need to show up this time. And uh, he'll, like, kind of begin t to um, conjure uh, a spell. Um, and you, you, and uh, he, it, but actually, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to cast Daze. Oh. <laughs> All right. What does the snake have to do for Daze? <laughs> uh, so it, it uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. He needs to make a will save. Thank do to you. <laughs> So, um, yeah, let's, all right. let, let's do it. I was, I was going right. to like threaten it, but I was like, nah, you know. Okay. Um, it kind of like, it, like it, it starts moving more than it did before and it starts wriggling and it, it kind of like, and tries to kind of go off of your hands. Um, Takalu, Takulu, like, goes back and, and, like, takes it back from you. An interesting attempt. Anybody else? I, I needed to figure out what the line was. I think I found it. <laughs> Indeed. And it'll kind of, like, as, as the, as the, as the teacher takes it back, I'll, I'll kind of, like, pat it, like, almost like, uh, just, like, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anybody, anybody doing anything for the little snake? I want the snake. What the snake? <laughs> what did it? <laughs> He'll hand it over to you. Tao looks at the snake. How's the snake feeling after all of? How's it? How's how snake? <laughs> how snake be? How snake? Um, snake. Snake is okay. He he okay. was he didn't like that, but it didn't affect him, so it's okay. Okay, I think Tao will like. Kind of like pat its head a little bit and like mm -hmm. very quietly uh, whisper to it, um, it's okay. Um, I'll share something with you and then you can share something with me. And we'll guide kind of the like the head of it to her head and I want to cast join pasts. Oh my god. Okay. What is, uh, what is, can you ping this spell for me? Yes. Y'all are blasphemous. Cool <laughs> cantrip, y'all. It's a really I... cool one. So it's two two willing creatures. Cool. Yeah. Um, with with touches to the target's foreheads, you bring them in mental communion. The target can share thoughts and experiences, but not words. Oh. Mm -hmm. mm, um. So what I would nailed it. Yeah. So I would uh, try to translate to it. Um, feelings of um, like uh, wonder and curiosity um, with a, like a little bit of like secrecy uh, and uh, would I would share with it um, the moment that I met Nim because I remember Aww. that moment <laughs> and it was a good okay. one um all right, so so, I will say it's willing creature. It's not you know you haven't harmed or anything like, um, and it's interesting. So when you when you receive their thoughts um, and experiences, you notice something. None of it is visual. 
Okay, what you're receiving is like scents and tastes and it's like a, a summer rain and things like that. Um, it's an aesthetic. <laughs> it is it, like, like the feel of like grass and like cloth and things like that. And you realize the snake can't see. It's blind. <laughs> towel pull it away and just kind of look at it and like very like softly but deliberately like touch touch it and like give it you know a little a little pat um mm -hmm. and hand it back um and uh say it sees a lot without having the ability to see he he's uh, Teacher Ott is very, like, warm, proud smile right now. And he nods his head and says, That was excitingly done. Very well done. Tao is glowing. <laughs> <laughs> now, would anybody else like to try? Because this snake has plenty of secrets to share if you, if you wish to try your own. No, I just want to tell him I'm really sorry. I didn't know that I was going to do. I just wanted to try something. I'm really sorry. Of course, I don't know that he understands you, but I'm sure he knows in his heart that there was no harm meant. Okay. And if you're just trying to make me feel better, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's an option, guys. Like, if you wish to, you can. You do not have to. If anybody else has anything else they want to do with this thing. Uh, Pull up all the snakes, dirty little secrets. Let's go. <laughs> Ark will not touch it, but give it a scrutinizing look over. Uh, whatever you want to call that, if the, if there's even a check for that. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Are you looking at it in a very um, physical, looking over its physicality, or you want to look over it uh, like spiritually or... or like like that like physical it's... for sure okay um then go ahead and make me either a perception check or a nature check as he's walking over because i do feel bad about him not finding the feather even though he tried i'm gonna just put my hand i'm gonna go i'm good at this arc too and i'm gonna cast guidance hey. so plus one stat bonus to an attack roll perception check saving throw or skill check Okay, right. I'll take the plus one on this perception. And you'll see them turn towards you for a second and almost purposely loud enough for Teacher Ott to hear. He says, Thank you. I do believe that is the purpose of this for us to work as a team and succeed. And then he'll look over the snake. Make that perception. Uh, that is a 12 total. A 12. <laughs> Hey, I had a plus two to this one. <laughs> and the guidance. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, you're staring at it, and you specified you did not want to touch it. Um, so it looks like a very cute, harmless, Gurundi shovel snout snake with a distinctive skill pattern. Unfortunately, you didn't spy anything else on it. All right, uh, for... <laughs> For not wanting to fail, because that is 
arc in a nutshell, not wanting to fail. Yes. Uh, he will just look it over, and I'm going to cast the cantrip approximate. You can t- feel, Interesting. feel free to tell me if it does not work like this. I also just want to remind you, you do have a hero point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Nah, I'm, I'm into <laughs> this Use story. it on the snake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, if you really don't want to fail. Oh, really quick with hero points, and, and just so everybody knows, uh, we, those uh, chicky nuggies, don't, it, it's a long story. It's actually something from Starfinder campaign, uh, but... If you see the syrup drops, they're called chicken nuggies or chicken nuggets. Um, so that's what I'm referring to if you ever see that. But the way they work, it's not it's not a D&D advantage, okay? It is you roll again and you get the second roll, whatever, it, even if it's... All right, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, that's fine. Uh, so the cantrip approximate. Again, feel free to tell me if it does not work like this. It says your magic quickly flows over an area to help you count and catalog. Name a particular type of object you are looking for within an area so what i want to do and uh for example you could look at a pile of 180 copper coins and you would learn that it held about 200 coins interesting yeah i feel i felt like this uh really fit arc yeah Uh, that's super cool (laughs) uh so what i want to do is you said it had a distinctive like scale pattern is i want to be able to pick out like how many scales it has on its body like approximate them and oh, ju- just for a chance of giving an answer and it like basically Ark's plan is to come back to the teacher and be like the snake has approximately blah 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 skills <laughs> yes um, you go yeah, to the yeah, zoo so, <laughs> it's, a, it's a small little snake so we'll we'll say that it has like all scales we'll say that it has approximately like 53 scales on it um, but in can you ping that real quick for me Absolutely. Because do you have to specifically pick, like, yeah, name a particular type of object you're looking for, and you gain an instant estimate of the quantity. It's always, it's a quantity. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a cantrip, so I can do it all I want. It's just, it's called approximate, so it's a quantity. I can't yeah, find, and it's like, not a, a scar it's not exact, or something. Yeah. Like. yeah. One snake. But it's interesting that it <laughs> held 200. Wait, okay, anyways. Um, cool. So yeah, so you could approximate that it has about 50 skills. Okay. Uh, then Ark would come to the teacher and be like, I believe the snake houses approximately 200, or, sorry, not 200, goodness. <laughs> Way too many skills. He gets skills. it wrong. And he gets it wrong and fails again. No. That's <laughs> te- second damage for us. <laughs> he comes to the teacher Ott and says, I believe the snake houses approximately 50 skills on its body. And then nods like, that's an acceptable answer. Begins to walk away. <laughs> I, very well. Uh, for sake of playing my character, I don't want to hold this up too much, but upon hearing that very well, can I make a sense motive to see what the teacher like actually thinks? Uh, sure, nice. absolutely. That's cool. Natural, I'm natural so 20. Natural 20. <laughs> First That's amazing. Session. There you go. Amazing. Okay. Um, you you look at, at Takalu, Takulu. I keep saying Takalu because I've always like mentally read it that way. <laughs> um, so Takulu is like, he, he doesn't think it's a bad answer. He doesn't, he's not like, he's not like, mm, that was weak. Like he's not thinking anything like that. He looks at it and he's just, he receives your answer, and he says, 
in his head, like he's like, that is an interesting approach. And it's curious, but it's not wrong because a secret can be defined in many different ways. Um, so I hope that answers. He's like, interesting. It really, he is interested in your logic and your thoughts. So that's what he's doing right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, just based on that, Ark will go back to his spot. He kind of turns to the teacher for a second and goes, I do not know if you knew that, but if you did not, it is a secret. That is very true. Secrets can be from many people. It could be a secret to me, and it is not a secret to someone else. Ark, is this difficult for you to to not have yes or no answers, to not be able to be right or wrong necessarily? I think so. Uh, Ark is definitely, like, again, he was built, and he is, uh, for a little look behind the curtain, he's grown up with one person for his entire five-year life. Uh, so he hasn't really been in society, and it was it was very much, during that five-year life, it was very much, here's a book, learn this, mathematics, this is yes, speak this language. Okay, that's correct. Oh, no, that's not. Like, yep, so yep. there was very little anything else. I'm laughing at everyone donating the lore drop challenge because I don't think Syrup's prepared. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that is for our other campaign, but I love y'all. <laughs> tune in on Tuesday on Journeys of Drifts, and I will tune, definitely have one yes, ready since y'all just yes, hit it for no tune reason. tune in Tuesdays. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, okay, now, I, I, we're going we're gonna to get to break really, really soon, because I'm sure people have to pee. <laughs> but um, I just want to give a moment. Arafe, are you interested in, in anything? Um... I think the only thing that she could think to... Well, there's two things she could think to do. One thing it seems silly to her, but she might do it anyway. But first thing she would do is take a look at the scales to see if, like, the pattern means anything. Okay. Um, means anything. Can okay. you m make me a... Are, are you racking your brain for, like, anything that would fit the bill kind of a deal? Yeah, I mean, there's two things she thought about doing. One of them seemed silly to her, so she probably wouldn't do it. But if she can't figure a thing out from this, she'll probably do it anyway. <laughs> sure. So Make me a occultism check. Occultism. Uh, what is... Oh, occultism starts with O, not an A. Dummy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that is a 11. Probably not. Um... Again, you hear that, like, whisper behind you carried in the wind. Um, I get it. But you <laughs> you can't place it, unfortunately. So out of a slight frustration and just desperation to try and figure out something because she wants to stay at this school, uh, <laughs> I will cast Detect Magic to see if the snake is magical. Alrighty, cast Detect Magic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I will cast Detect Magic. Uh, I will paint that. Uh, and yes, leveling in this campaign is going to be milestone leveling because that's just nice. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, okay. So I receive no information beyond if there is ma pre magic present or not within 30 feet of me. Uh, but I right. do detect illusions. Okay. If it's lower than um, level, detect magic spell, which I'm doing a cantrip, so. Right. So, <laughs> so. Well, cantrips do have levels, if you recall, but you are level one, oh. and therefore it is. Ah. Um, it's half your level round. But. It's, does anybody have anything magical on them? Mm, not sure. my idol. My idol on. <laughs> True. My True. familiar. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, you do. You can like feel magic coming from from those two areas, but but that is um, it. <laughs> um, not not on the snake. Nothing else. Unfortunately, I have nothing. <laughs> And, I and that is all right. <laughs> give him the snake back gently. I, I, teacher, I do have a question. Um, yeah. Something that sort of I've been thinking about is um, uh, I think it was Ark mentioned something about teams. Um, can you be? Can you kind of dive into that a little bit? Is that the the, 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 the plan? Is are we are we suddenly like together? Like is that how things are supposed to work? Y was yes. Was that a lot of questions? Um, Sorry. No, no, you're absolutely fine. You have a right to know what your life here will be like. Um, and Overnosa, like, huffs in, in a way that you know, like, like you see, like, kind of to you. <laughs> um, yes, uh, when you head to the dormitories, I did have... Um, I'm sure more will be explained to you, um, but yes, um, the way we have, I believe, you um, just due to the timing of it, be assigned uh, together. You are, you have been chosen to become a cohort. Uh, the way cohorts work here are, you, they're groups of initiates such as yourselves that share the same class schedule. Um, and perquisite work schedule. It, it just ensures that between the groups of initiates, everybody has a singular day off uh, for rest. That's right in the word. The, 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 the load. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right, cool. Makes sense. And then he doesn't say anything for like a second. And then <laughs> he looks over and he's like, what? It's a good question. <laughs> um, all right, all right. Um, I think we will move this along to our final question to let you guys to the dorms um, and, and meet some of your fellow initiates. But first, we're going to go to break. <laughs> All right. Ah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, guys. So we're we're doing it. We're doing it. Let's go. Woo. Awesome. <laughs>